The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So this is an opportunity for um, discussion, for questions, um, comments about what you're noticing. I'm curious to hear how this is going for you. Yeah, Robert? No, let's use the mics. instructions Um, so I noticed the difference between um, the body and the mind knowing something in the body and knowing something in the mind and uh, thinking that it was the body when in fact it was the mind that was producing something in the body and and vice versa yeah Um, and so then this sense of awareness that actually knew this um, was interesting because I kept looking for the place that the I attached to the awareness when I looked for the attitude about what I was actually aware of. So if I had a, I have a pain in my back this morning. And so when I became aware of the aversion to the pain and playing with it. What am I doing? So, and and then I looked for the eye, and I it was it, it was interesting. So my question, there is a question here, <laughs> is um, how can you use this practice to to look at something like at selfing? At selfing, yeah, Anatta. How because clearly that's where the problem came up uh-huh. that I, I did not like this pain in my back. <laughs> so, you know, very much it's not, it, it's not so much about trying to um, see anatta. It's more just noticing. Um, again, you know, actually the, the noticing of the attitude is the pointer back to the self in a way, you know, that that um, so just noticing that there is a feeling of I, whatever, however you notice that, you know that that just to notice what you what you notice about it, not particularly to try to figure it out, but to just gather the information around. Okay, clearly there's this sense of I don't like this, now, I don't like this, but so there's the feeling of not liking, and there is this kind of kind of gathering of something around that not liking that's like, I need to do something about this. So just noticing all of those parts. I mean, it's mostly this practice is about finding a way to learn how to be balanced around whatever's coming up so that the, the mindfulness can become continuous. And at that point, it's going to start to see the processes arising. And so the self, selfing is a process. It's just something that happens. And we can begin to see that. And I think that going back to the attitude of how does the mind relate to this is the kind of avenue towards uh, observing that.
So, so one of the things that um, that I experience in my own practice, and that I've uh, a lot of other people have talked to me about, is that when uh, when they encounter something in their meditation or their daily life, and they get pulled into it, it's a it's a habit that pulls you in. Let's say so the aversion to the pain in the back, and then at a certain point. You're gone because it's taken over yes. in a way. And so yeah. the purpose, if they're, I mean, I don't know if this is skillful to try to, to see where that selfing or how that catch this, the process of selfing early enough so that it doesn't overwhelm you. Well, you know, the, the, you, gotta need to, you need to take care that, that, you, that this process, that the thought about the process of selving isn't a concept that you're trying to figure out. Right, right, um, right. It's, we're going for the direct experience. Um, so if you can j- just meet experience, you will start to see that process happening. Um, what I'd suggest you look for is, you know, when you're aware of something... Um, you, you can notice the, the connection with the experience. And as you start to get familiar with the awareness of awareness, um, you know, with knowing the quality, what is the mind actually, you know, how do I experience the mind, you can start to, to see, okay, you're noticing the awareness, I mean, the, the, the pain, you're noticing the aversion, and you know, and you know, know, know the relationship. How do I relate to this? I feel like I need to fix it. I feel like I need to get rid of it. So there's that attitude there. See if you can notice where the um, attention leaves, where the attention leaves the uh, object. You know, it's kind of like you're 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 noticing the the pain, you're noticing the aversion, and there's the movement towards trying to figure it out to fix it. That's the selfing process, basically. And so the, the mind kind of gets caught. It gets pulled into that. And we can start to feel that pull out of kind of contact with experience. And I think that place where the mind is getting pulled that's the selfing process. You know, that's really kind of where it begins. So if you can get familiar with that feeling of that pull and just notice what's happening there. Actually, what I find when I, when I feel that pull, I don't have to say, oh, come back. If you can be aware of that pull, it's kind of like the awareness can follow the pull and you can see what's happening in that process. So... That's where I'd encourage you to explore, is not the idea of how can I see the selfing, but notice what you can notice about the mind being pulled out of the experience. Thank you. And then Roseanne. Well, I had a similar experience that Robert was describing. I could feel um, I was experiencing interchange between the body and the mind, the mind and the body, and how they were influencing each other. And um, I had this experience where I've been having this experience for about six months where I'll be sitting in meditation and all of a sudden my throat starts to itch. And (laughs) I don't know where that's coming from, but it's... um, it's uh, really unpleasant, 
and um, it creates usually a mental. I could see this time today when that just now when that happened, I could see I could feel the itch as a sensation, and then I could then I noticed my mind saying. Um, my usual response to that is, oh, no, I'm going to cough, I'm going to bother everybody, I'm going to have to run out of the room, <laughs> drink some water. I mean, I rarely do that, but I have this, that's my mental process, right. uh-huh. a fear like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, and um, so I s- try to suppress the sensation. And um, to... Just now, when that when that whole thing happened, I could see what my mind was doing with that physical sensation, and somehow, just seeing that made it separate. Great! And it's amazing, actually, yeah. how just seeing it helps. You know, we don't have to do much, I didn't have but to, notice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. the itch was still there for a while, but uh-huh. I wasn't like getting all upset about it. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you. Um. So, could the question, you know, who is it that's aware, you know, who is it that that is paying attention, kind of in a non-dual sense, could that be also a valuable question? You can you can see what happens when you pose that question. I really recommend not thinking about that question. <laughs> I mean, what you know, you can drop that kind of a question in, and I've done that at times. And um, you know, it's kind of like I've been noticing. There's one experience. See if I can remember it well enough. I had where I was noticing the some experience and the awareness of that experience some kind of, you know, agitation or something. And then there was the awareness and knowing that agitation. And the mind was balanced and at ease around that. And then the question came in, who, who is it that knows or what knows? And there wasn't a thinking about it. But what happened in that moment was that, so there was this experience of whatever it was and the knowing of it. And there, it felt like there was a separation, you know, kind of like I was looking at it from a distance, kind of the observer and the observed. And that's a kind of a familiar experience that you get in meditation. When the mind starts to kind of decouple from the experience, there's a sense of there's something happening in some experience of observing it. And, you know, that kind of separation. And what I experienced when I asked the question, who knows that experience, was that the experience changed. And instead of it being a separation, there was just the experience. It was as if the the knowing was right in the middle of the experience. There was still no reactivity, but it was it was there was no separation. It was just the experience and the knowing of it. And so asking that question kind of shifted the experience so that there was not a distinction between knower and known. They were they were just happening together. You know, that, that it was it was as if that separation that sense of separation was a kind of an artifact of the mind thinking of itself separately. Um, and so I would recommend, it, you know, you can try that question, but again, kind of drop that question in and then don't do anything with it. Yeah. 
so that can be an interesting exploration. Yeah. I, I really appreciate this teaching. I was not aware of it, and it's, it's wonderful. It's kind of li like liberating. Uh, you know, I kind of come from a Zen background, but you, th this awareness and just without clinging to each moment is, uh, is a different, a better dimension. I, I really like it. And on the, uh, when we took our walk, I turned my cell phone back on so I'd know what time it was going to be. And I got a couple of great calls, my son and a friend of mine, and so I, each time I, I was just aware of the call. Uh -huh. It gives a light, a real lightness to the, to to what you're doing, it, it, as well as depth. You know, yes, so it can have both. But you know, the the kind of the light touch around it is really part of the practice in a way. You know, just like the knowing what you're aware of. And one of the big one of the reasons I teach this kind of practice at the end of this week of a householder retreat is because this kind of practice really translates into our daily lives. You know, it's, it, as opposed to this focused, directed attention, it's much more receptive. Like not, you know, meeting what we are experiencing. So you got a little taste of that. <laughs> Thank you. There was somebody. Is there somebody over here? How was the walking? Um. It's on the side. Okay. Um, just, I was kind of wondering about the words. Attitude. Is that is that on? Is the light green? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was wondering about the word attitude, like looking at your attitude. Um, I'm having trouble with that. Okay, there's other words we can use. Yeah, I, I actually was wondering if you could just if it's um, the same thing as response or how are you responding? Yeah, yeah. In in a it's sense, I mean, it's how better. how is another word? How am I? Uh, how am I responding? How am I relating to this experience? So it's the it's the how of the mind as opposed to the what. So there's what's being paid attention and how the mind is knowing it. Um, so the, the the term attitude, what's my attitude, comes from Saito Utejaniya. That's his his term for it. What's your relationship to the experience? What's your response to the experience? All of those are are fine ways to 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 use the question. Yeah. Yeah, Sophia. Did you did I hear you say that um, there was like four ways? Yes, four, four rough flavors of attitudes. Would you like me to go over them again? Well, I want to just repeat what I thought you heard just to see if I heard it. Okay. I think, I thought you said the three characteristics? No. No. No, the three characteristics are impermanent, suffering, not self. No, 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 I meant greed, hatred, and delusion. Yes, yes, those are not the three characteristics. Those are the three roots of defilement. Okay, I'm getting confused. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Many lists. I, I have that on my mind quite a bit. So there's the three character, the three roots, the, the greed, aversion, delusion, plus... Plus equanimity. Yes. Or, is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Balance of mind. I use the term balance what? of mind. So those are the ways that you could respond. 
Those are the four, four rough categories, and they can be felt in many different ways. So um, aversion, all the aversion might be felt as frustration, yeah, all the worry, fear, anxiety, all of that. So that you know, could have an aversive spin. Greed can be felt as wanting, excitement, um, self-puffing. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I think it would be very helpful to you know, have a long list of of what this means because I'm like other people are also having problems because it's so general and you know so maybe that's an exercise that I can do by myself since you're not you know you know that it is a helpful exercise actually to yeah. look at each of those qualities what's greed how do I experience that that spin what are the emotions mm-hmm. for me that are connected mm-hmm. with that spin so then likewise I likewise with the version then I then I know specifically what to look for you know when it yes. comes up Right. And so, you know, uh, delusion is one of the most challenging ones. Mm-hmm. And I can do whole talk on delusion. I don't have time to go into, into so you, the many different ways we can be deluded. So this is really just a broad brush. I can only really give a broad brush today of, you know, what's, what the kind of flavors are. And so for yourself, just noticing, when does it feel like a, a movement of wanting? When does it feel like a movement of not wanting? When does it feel like a movement of either not connecting or confusion? Those are the rough senses of those three unwholesome roots. And then when does it feel at ease? When does it feel balanced? When does it feel calm? When does it feel peaceful? All of those are other terms that you might use for that balance of mind. Non-reactive. When does it feel non-reactive? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. There's many different uh, flavors underneath each of those categories. So, but, but there's the basic movement underneath of, of that movement towards, movement away, or kind of confusion and disconnection. So like, you know, if you have a chart, I've seen these charts with feelings on them, and, you know, like there's about 30, 40 feelings. <clears throat> and you can probably, you know, put those in... Those greed, hatred, and delusion under there. Yeah, and some of them have mixtures. Yeah, those mixtures. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Oh, it's time for lunch. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's let's stop now. Um, So it is time for lunch. I'd like you to stay in silence, at least in this area. Um, You know, if if you're just staying here and having lunch here. Uh, if you need to, to, if you didn't bring a lunch and you need to go out and get a lunch, um, the f- closest place to walk to is if you go down the street in front of the center, if you go out the center, turn left, and then turn right at the intersection, go to El Camino, cross the street. There's a gas station that has a subway shop. That's the closest place. If you want to drive, there's a you know, shopping center, Whole Foods, down the street within a mile or so, that's pretty close if you want to get some more um, wholesome or whatever food. <laughs> um, and um, if you guys would help set up tables, do you know where the tables are? Okay. So just maybe a couple tables we can set up. It's a nice day outside. If you'd like to eat outside, that's fine. There are some folding chairs in the cabinet just outside the meditation hall, in the, in the cabinet just around the corner outside the door of the meditation hall, there are 
cabinets with folding chairs in there. And if you'd like to take one of those folding chairs outside to sit on, that's fine. Just please bring it in when you're done and put it back in the, in the cabinet. And we'll be back, we'll meet back for sitting at 1.30. And um, maybe we could have a bell at 1.20, just kind of to, so you've got a good, a good recognition of the time coming back. So, so the bell at 1.20 to uh, come back. Um, I think that's all we need to say for lunch. Okay, see you at 1.30.